0: Hello everyone and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney World starts charging for parking at its resorts and the internet loses its mind, which is so out of character for them. A former DCL cast member is sentenced to 15 months in prison and Disney has announced a reorganization to its operations. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz on Club. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 980, for the week of March 20th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you from the Bob Vorley studio in Orlando, Florida. You'll notice I didn't say Live. Uh, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Falk. Hi. Charles Boda. Sorry. Remember, there are people listening not watching. I know, I know. Sorry. Charles Boda. How's it going? (laughs) Teresa Eccles. Hey. Steve Porter. Hello. And back in the production nook, associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Now, as I mentioned, we are not coming to you live uh, this week. We are actually pre-recording this uh, Friday, the 16th. 16th. Uh, because uh, Rhino and Craig and John and Kevin and Sean and I are all heading to Italy. By the time you watch this, we'll be in Rome, God willing. And uh, so we're pre-recording this week's show. I mention this because our schedule is going to be a little different um, coming up uh, next week. We will not have a regular Tuesday show. Instead, starting next Monday, uh, March 26th, We'll begin our Seven Resorts in Seven Days series. This is where we have uh, we kind of cover seven different Disney hotels over the course of a seven-day period. And we have all sorts of video and reviews to go up. So that will begin March 26th. It's going to run through Friday, March 30th, then pick up again April 2nd and April 3rd. We're going to be looking at All-Star Movies, Pop Century, Art of Animation, Coronado Springs, Saratoga Springs, Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Port Orleans, Riverside. Now, the Daily Fix is going to continue while we're gone. It's going to be Tom Bell and uh, Tyler Crouch out in California handling that for us. And we are going to be updating our Facebook pages, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page, for example, will be updated throughout our trip in Italy. And we're going to be tweeting, so be sure to follow all of us on Twitter, those of us that tweet. Um, Well, Teresa, you're not going, so...
1: And I won't be following you. <laughs> I have a life to live.
0: Well, you're going to be quizzed.
1: Oh, okay. You're
0: going to be quizzed when I'll I I'll have back.
1: my people follow you.
0: Because <laughs> she does have people now. <laughs> Teresa has people. Um, so really, really looking forward to this trip. It's going to be great. We're uh, going to be in Rome for a few days before we get on the Viking sky for a seven-day sail down the Italian coast. We're being joined by about 100-plus dissers on this trip. So... Uh, My first time on a Viking ship, I'm kind of excited about it. I've heard a lot of good things about them. So, you know, looking forward to it. So that's kind of what's coming up. Um, I know we've got a full slate of shows coming up, uh, well, this week, next week. Um, So don't worry about that. Uh, Best and worst uh, of Walt Disney World is still going up. The Disney Dining Show, as a matter of fact, the Disney Dining Show from next Friday is going to be California Grill. And we actually did the show from the California Grill, so it was pretty cool. Um, that's assuming I finish editing it before I leave on Sunday. I'm almost done. So that's, uh, that's pretty much what I have for housekeeping. Does anybody else have anything need to mention? Not now, everybody's your... half asleep. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's used to doing this at this hour, but we got a busy day today. And, uh, you know, so like we're all just kind of... You know, I'm double fisting it here. I've got coffee and, and soda um, oh, ew. trying to wake up. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Coffee and soda at the same time?
0: Well, it used to be coffee and rum at the same time. Oh, wow. So, you know, okay. progress, not perfection. Um, all right. So mm. let's go ahead and, and talk about some things in the news. Um, <clears throat> we're saving the, the big the big story for last year. Mm. Um Walt Disney Company has announced a strategic reorganization. Uh, Company announced uh, that their business will be reorganizing. Uh, According to Bob Iger, quote, we are strategically positioning our business for the future, creating a more effective global framework to serve consumers worldwide, increase growth, blah, 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 blah. Um, Lots of business speak spewing from his mouth like vomit. Um, The part of this that mattered to me the most Was um, now what was Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Mm -hmm. is now becoming Parks Experiences and Consumer Products. Still going to be under Bob Chapik. Uh, The new Parks Experiences and Consumer Products segment will become the hub where Disney stories, characters, and franchises come to life, or are up for sale, is more accurate. Um, Disney's worldwide consumer products business Will be merged with Walt Disney Parks and Resorts under Bob Chapek. Disney's global consumer products operation includes, <coughs> excuse me, the world's leading licensing business across toys, apparel, home goods, and digital games and apps. So, in effect, what they're doing now is just finalizing what they started years ago, mm-hmm. which is the parks are really an arm of merchandising. Mm-hmm.
2: And it, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, like, I've. Uh I've wondered over the past year or two why they had them so separate, considering there's a ton of overlap between consumer products and the parks division. And it might look bad to people like, Oh, well you're pretty much saying that the parks are just one giant Disney store, but Hey,
0: they, in a lot of aspects, they pretty much are yeah, you're getting ex- profits
2: from the same
0: place. Except the, my, my problem with this mm-hmm. is that the business model for it, um, The business model for a retail operation, a retail store, and the business model for a theme park are very Mm -hmm. different. Um, You know, and we're kind of building, you know, this is probably should have done this story second because it would have fishtailed really well into the third story uh, today. Um, With everything going, you know, it's all about, you know, getting as much money out of you Mm -hmm. as, as they can. While the you know while they're cutting back on staffing, overinflating crowds, using that as an excuse to justify uh, ever ever larger price increases for tickets, um, the guest experience going, you know from what we see and what we hear, the guest experience going down. This just for me when I saw this, I'm like, okay, that whole process, that whole thing that we've been watching transpire over the last however many years now just got a steroid injection because now consumer products and, and merchandising is going to be directly tied to the success of the parks. So we're not going to see that process, that mass consumerization, commercialization, that mass nickel and diming. We're not going to see that go down. We're going to see that, ramp up in ways we can't imagine. Is
3: um resorts in that category still too? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's the thing that worries me the most is like you would think that they would want to put people that are in charge of like stays in in charge of like the park since it's kind of that idea is that you're on vacation and stuff like that
0: well that's what it always was it was Disney parks and resorts now it's Disney parks and resorts and stuffed animals and t-shirts it's gonna oh, be
3: like it's gonna be like used car salesmen it, or you know every cast member that you interact my fear is now that it's gonna be like So before we were separated by, you know, you're in operations, you're in uh, merchandise, you're in food and beverage. But now every one of those cast members, I have this feeling is going to be trained to be like, oh, well, let me sell you this thing too. And let me sell you this thing. thing. So it's not going to be, it's going to be like when you go to one of those stores and you know, you just need this one thing. And then they ask you a million questions and they're trying to sell you something else and they're trying to sell you the insurance and then
0: trying to, you know, think about it when Shanghai Disneyland went way over budget, what did they do? They slashed the budgets for uh, uh, U.S. parks and resorts, and we started seeing $700 a day cabanas show up in Tomorrowland, right? (laughs) So now, now that we have, now that we are, you know, and why is that? Why you? I I we talk about on the show how it felt like they were knee-jerking and flailing, just coming up with any idea at the last minute. Let's throw this, like when Frozen became big, all of a sudden Frozen was stuck on everything without much thought or planning, right? It was like this desperate rush to generate as much revenue as possible. Um, now, and that's because they're bonuses. The executives' bonuses are tied directly to how much parks and resorts would do. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. I'm not against you know, pay for performance at all. As a matter of fact, some of the people in this room uh, benefit from that. But now we're tying merchandise into that. Mm-hmm. So now in addition to what they are all, have already been doing, which has already been creating a lot of rumbling mm-hmm. about, you know, it's costing more, you're nickel and diming me, you're seeing all this crazy stuff, you know, and I, just the cabanas in Tomorrowland, we're a great example. Seeing all this crazy stuff. And, you know, the bathrooms are dirty and the lines are long and the price is astronomical to begin with. Mm-hmm. And the experience I used to have when I came to Disney 10, 15, 20 years ago is nowhere to be found. So you've already got that narrative. Now we're just adding another thing into this that their bonuses are tied to because now their bonuses are tied to how many t-shirts they sell and how much merchandise they sell.
4: Can I play devil's advocate as much as I largely agree with what you're saying. And for the most part, totally agree. But if we're going to play the other side, uh, Bob Chapik formerly was head of consumer products. Um, and so absorbing this responsibility. A, there's been a lot of rumors about him potentially being a successor to Iger. And maybe from Disney's perspective, this is a way of giving him more responsibility with something he's already familiar with to give him more of understanding a larger understanding of the entire business um, so that he can move further into that successor role by having a little bit more responsibility than he had before.
0: Right. I'm less concerned about Bob Chapick's learning curve to become CEO than I am about the experience people are going to have when they go into the parks. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, that is what has been on a downward trajectory for years. Yeah.
4: Well, and that I agree with. I'm just- and
0: so, you know, whatever the justification is, and that may very well be the case, and that's great, good for you, Bob Chapik, you know, enjoy school. But at the end of the day what I see with this, what the minute I saw this, my gut reaction was, okay, things are about to get a lot worse. We're going to start seeing, I'm sorry. I'll just, uh, we're going to start seeing crazy ass crap going on now in the Emporium. Um, We're going to see this commercialization beyond anything we've witnessed before of, like I said, you know, the t-shirts and everything else. Um, uh, Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if, you know what rhino just said the guy giving you a cheeseburger is trying to upsell you on on a, a you know a fake, toy fake, mm-hmm. yeah. or something don't be surprised if this just doesn't turn into into something like that yeah.
2: well and one of the pro- uh one of the problems with that is that if they're tallying the profits together um at each quarter at the end of the year in recent history consumer products has been has been underperforming, it's been dropping. Parks and resorts is the only thing that with, even with all their investments and everything going on that hopefully will come to fruition later and, and add a profit, everything else has dropped, parks and resorts is up. That's the one thing that they, they've they been able to, uh, to bet on showing productivity in, right? So you take the successful thing, the one thing that hasn't suffered, and then you add in consumer products, something that has suffered and is underperforming and you judge those profits together That means if consumer products underperforms you have to make that up even if you're not selling consumer products you have to make that up in park charges in profits from the park to make up for that you know it's kind of like um, uh, you have know, you've got two students in class you've got one who's overperforming you've got one who's underperforming you put them in the same room you're you're gonna have to slow back a little bit and you know it's you've got an underperforming area, consumer products and media, and then you've got an overperforming area, parks and resorts, and now you're judging them on the same scale, which means you're gonna start charging more for parks and resorts just to make up that so that you always have a shop uh, profit so that those guys always get the bonuses, so.
4: Well, and to go off that even further, when we see these quarterly reports that come out, now, like you're saying, consumer products has been struggling. Now that if it's lumped in with theme parks, it, uh the numbers when see, people see when, when Wall Street sees the quarterly reports, it might just because it, those two things are going to be blended together, they might come out a little bit more even instead of one being really high and one being really low and that low number scaring you know people people on Wall Street away from Disney, you know seeing more of an, a flat number because the two are melded together on the quarterly reports.
3: I, I think know. this is a um, long-term mistake too, and I, I'll bring up a word that Pete used several times was commercialization. And this is a mistake because um, I think they're still kind of, they've got this kind of uh, air about, you know, we're Disney, you know, and people will always go to Disney, and Disney will always be this thing to people. but there is a generation that is coming up right now that is against. Um, commercialization and corporations and it's going, it's going away from retail chains and back into small businesses. And in like people want these individual unique experiences. And if they're going to turn their place into a giant Walmart, they're going to suffer. They're not going to keep creating that legacy that keeps going down generation through generation.
0: What you're talking about now is a vacation for a family of four that is Approaching when you get done with airfare hotel tickets, meals, approaching four to five thousand dollars for a week okay that's an expensive family vacation that is an expensive family vacation and that's if you're really aggressive in doing your planning and saving money that's what you're spending and there was a time where that statement being spoken out loud people would have scoffed five ten years ago. The concept that you would spend $5,000 in a week on a Disney vacation. Was that a was Well, insane. remember
1: when you sent me and my family on 2500
0: mm-hmm.
1: What was that, six, seven years ago?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't hardly do that
0: now. You can't hardly you can't do, it. do it. Exactly. You can't do it. So you have that reality, right? And you see these increases and these things happening over and over again, more and more. And you get there and it's crowded mm. and the bathrooms are dirty. And the cast members, because 60% of their frontline cast members are temporary help that they don't want to pay a living wage to, Um, in spite of record profits, they don't want to pay a living wage to these people, which is why the union is, may very well be getting ready to strike right before Toy Story Mm -hmm. Land opens. Um, And then I see this. I'm like, not only, because you know, you hope that because Bob Iger is going to be leaving eventually, I think he's supposed to leave like 22 years ago when he's still there, but <laughs> um, somebody's news coming in, you're hoping that maybe they'd be a little bit of, of a different direction, but there's no reason for them to do that because people continue to show up and spend it. And as long as that's the case, because Rhino, you're right. The, their middle name is arrogance. Mm-hmm. And I've watched it, you know, look, and I work with a lot of wonderful people over at Disney. I'm not saying that that there's not great people over there. But there is a corporate mentality that everybody's going to come to Disney World Mm -hmm. because people always have. So when do we change? Do we change when things are going good or do we change when our life falls apart? We change when our life falls apart. And unfortunately, that's the only way this is ever going to stop. It's the only way. It is ever, 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 ever going to stop. Um, So I don't know. I I saw that and I just got a pit in my stomach when I read it. Like, this is not good news. This is not good news. And I think for a lot of Disney fans, they kind of read that like, okay, whatever. They're reorganizing. But for somebody who's been following it for 20 plus years and kind of knows the tea leaves when I see them laid out on the table, um, mark my words the next round of things we're going to start hearing complaints about is going to be around merchandise. Mark my words. Aggressive merchandising, aggressive sales tactics. Merchandise and sales sales of merchandise showing up in places they never were before. (laughs) And because executive bonuses are tied to performance, they are going to continue to try and find ways. Watch the price of those souvenirs go up. Watch the the aggressiveness with which they're sold go up. You mark my words, it is going to get stupid.
4: When and when that happens and if they start or if that starts happening and they start shilling products to you because, you know, they're trying to upsell you, that's to me when it's gonna start to feel like that carnival y feel that I hate so much about carnivals and that what I always have loved about Walt Disney World so much Mm -hmm. and the Disney parks in general, is that you didn't have that cheapness and that you know, uncomfortableness of, you know, them pushing stuff on you.
0: Well, that gives me that you know, that gives me the perfect segue. I'm going to skip uh the second story right now. I'm going to go right to the third. Um uh the internet lost its mind for good reason this past week uh when uh Disney announced that they were going to start charging for parking at the uh, uh at the resorts beginning March 21st, which uh will be Day before this goes up, no. Day after. Day after this yeah. goes up. So, um, now here, here's the deal. Um, I don't know why it took this long. To be honest with you, um, I Disney is pretty much the only uh, resort I know of that hasn't charged uh, for parking. To give you an idea of the fees, if you're staying at one of the value resorts, you'll pay $13 a night to self-park. Moderate resorts, $19 a night. Deluxe, $24 a night. Um, Standard parking fees will not be charged to Disney Vacation Club members when they're staying at a DVC deluxe villa, regardless of whether they use vacation points or another form of payment. Um, Valet parking at the deluxe resorts is going up to $33 a night. Um, complimentary parking will remain for guests with disabilities, cast members staying as guests guest traveling as part of a group or convention, guests staying at campsites <laughs> at Fort Wilderness um, and those who wish it's to good, cause, de-
3: cause <coughs> you have to bring your vehicle in there to stay You're right in exactly <laughs>
0: uh, or guests who are just going for the day to shop uh, eat or whatever um, so clearly this did not go over well Um, I have said for ages uh, at some point they were going to have to charge for parking Um, but I always felt that maybe the reason they weren't is they were factoring that in Mm. to the cost increases every year for the resorts and I think they were now they've just decided to stop doing that they feel they can make more money doing this and again you want to talk about You know, it's not that they're not aware of how they're perceived. It's not that they're not aware of the issues. They read the boards. They read Facebook. They read and listen and watch all of these podcasts, ours and everyone else's. They are very much aware of how they are perceived. A decision like this where you could have kind of built this in to a price increase in the resorts That would not have come across. So again, blatantly money grabbing for a place that's already too expensive. Tells me the fact that they would do this instead of that. Tells me they're aware of it. They just don't give a crap. I'm really trying to watch my language this morning. (laughs) Only on my second cup of coffee, guys. So you got to bear with me. Um, we put a poll up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged. Got about 3,000 responses to this in a matter of a few hours. Um, we asked people, what do you, how do you feel about the uh, addition of uh, self-parking charges at the Disney resorts? The options we gave them, it won't affect me at all. I'll stay off-site. I'll just stay fewer days. Or Disney has gone too far. I'm done. said it won't affect me at all. These are people who are probably using Magical Express or really don't care Mm -hmm. about it. But I think most of that is people who just use Magical Express that don't bring a car. Mm -hmm. So it has no bearing on them. However, for the people that it does have a bearing on, this one shocked me. I'll stay off-site, 28%. Say, you know what, we're just going to start staying off-site. Of those that answered, I'll just stay fewer days, 9%. So that wasn't an option. Disney has gone too far. I'm done. 15%. Oh, wow. Now, again, not scientific. Every time we put a poll up like this, has it gotten too expensive? Blah, 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 blah. The answer is, you know, oh, I'm Always, done. Yes. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. <clears throat> um, but what shocked me, I'll stay off site. 28% of those people said, you know what, maybe it's time to stay off site where well, they don't charge me to park. Right.
3: This just sounds like it's going to be an even bigger pain in the butt for, for people like us. Like we're all annual pass holders and it, I thought we we're annual pass holders so we're kind of, we pay to be able to go to Disney world to these places. And now it's already feels like we're not really allowed at the resorts at all ever. If we want to go for like lunch or dining or something like that. And now it's like, without the reservation how are they going to what are they going to do are they going to charge you or are they just going to be like oh you're only here for a couple it, hours or like i don't it, understand that it does say that you
4: can if you're just there to visit for the day it's free but i don't know how they're going to manage how gonna that how are they going to do yeah. that you yeah. could yeah. say
1: that pull in and then go check in
4: i don't know maybe they're going to start marking tires i have no
0: idea but... and you
1: think you're special because you're an annual pass holder <laughs> they don't feel that way i don't think towards us do no they? i don't think they've so. gotten
0: better I, I you know i i'd ask everybody mm-hmm. to remember i don't know seven, eight years ago, there were no discounts on anything. The only merchandise discount you ever got with an annual pass was if you went to the World of Disney store at Downtown Disney at that time. Oh, wow. That was the only place you got one. You didn't get one anywhere else. So uh, after the, the again, just to go back to what I was saying before, it wasn't until after the market crashed, your life falls apart. Then all of a sudden, we love our annual pass holders, mm-hmm. and then we're getting dining discounts, and we're getting merchandise discounts, and we're getting really aggressive rates on hotel rooms and things like that.
1: Do you think um, I'm
0: glad that they have stayed with this, that they haven't gone back? Yeah, as their business improved, that they didn't go back. So I have to give them credit for that.
1: Do you think maybe the having to pay for parking now, they think that might cut down on cars and force people to use Magical Express where they wouldn't have before?
0: Well, that works. Is that what they want to do? Well, that would only matter if you flew into Orlando and, you know, we're not then to said, you know, because I'm going to have to pay to park, I'm not going to rent a car. Mm. Um, that's the only time that would matter. But this is going to affect those people who save money and drive. they are, the drive market mm-hmm. is huge here. Don't underestimate how big the drive market is into Orlando. Because you're talking about, it's usually like, uh, you know, anything in the southeast is considered drive market here. Mm -hmm. And the number of people that will pack the car up and drive 12 hours to come here Mm -hmm. in order to save on plane families. Well, families, you can't afford to fly. Right, exactly. So um, those are the people it's going to affect the most. Right is the people in the drive market, and those are the people really, if they're driving because the cost of airfare is too high, those are the people that really can least afford to absorb this. I think that's why you see that number, uh, 28% saying, we'll stay off site, Mm -hmm. because that's the people that are really hurting here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, Steve.
4: I am, I would be very surprised if uh, Orlando International Airport doesn't come out with some sort of a statement saying, like you're going to have to start showing your boarding pass to park in our economy parking now because it's $10 a day to park at the economy parking lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, ranging in price, but all more than $10 on Disney property. And I would be very surprised if budget money-saving people don't start finding a flight that corresponds with when they get into town that will get them a Magical Express because that's all you need is just your flight number. Uh, and they don't know that you're actually on the flight or not. So people are going to find flight numbers that correspond with when they get in town, park at the economy parking, shuttle over to the airport, mm-hmm. and then take Magical Express and leave their car in economy parking. Wow. Or wow. as clever, Steve. Just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's well. So a the seven
1: grade. night stay would be just under hundred bucks if you're at a value. At a value. I don't know that that would make a break. That was a.
0: No. I, it's not that it will make I'm a break with you on that. It's not. It's not that it'll make or break you. It's that it's something that has been given free all this time and they're now charging for. Well, they got to charge it, somewhere. Well, and but can you honestly look at me and say that the price increases in tickets, merchandise, and hotel rooms, and food over the course of the last few years? Doesn't more than make up for that? Isn't that a better place to hide this when you already are perceived I mean, nobody begrudges them being a business that's successful and Mm -hmm. profitable. I think no reasonable person. I don't think I don't I don't think they do. I think what they begrudge them is that it that they are they are raising the costs and the level and level of service and the quality goes down. A reference a thread on the boards. Uh, This is from our trip reports forum as I was researching this yesterday. This thread stuck out to me, and this one particular post in that thread stuck out to me. Uh, The title of the thread is called Long Lines and Lots of Trash. Uh, It was somebody reporting that he was here in Disney World and this was was his experience. One person responded, I think these are the kind of reports that make the constant price increases so hard to bear. When cast members are fighting to get a living wage and the parks are visibly understaffed, lines are ridiculous, trash is strewn about, and the cost of a visit is constantly marching skyward, that is where the problems arise. Now, I want to point out, this was posted before the announcement of the parking increase. So this is not, this post is not a response to that. This is just the general opinion. I understand prices always go up. I understand Disney is spending a tremendous amount of money to upgrade things right now. But one of the main reasons we started going to Disney in the first place was because it did not look or feel like our local Six Flags theme park. When I'm one of the first people in line for a ride in the morning, and there is a pile of trash laying there that has obviously been less, left, at least from the night before, I can get that at a local park for a fraction of the cost. Disney, are you listening? You can do better, and you should. Now, this isn't just one guy's you know, one-off experience. This is constant, we hear this. This is constant, we see it. So if you know, I'm. I don't. Begr- I certainly don't begrudge mm-hmm. a business making money. I'm, right. I own one, so I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it's how do you do that, and what are you providing in exchange for that? When what you're providing, the quality of what you're providing goes down, and the cost of it goes up. And understand something: these people on the boards, highest affinity group, these are Disney's biggest fans. Mm-hmm. These are Disney's biggest fans.
5: I think that makes it very easy to be critical of it in that way because for me I think that Disney is well worth the value of what it is. I feel I still think that you know I it, First of all, if ticket prices tomorrow got cut in half, the number of people in the park would be so ridiculous, you couldn't ride or do anything, and everyone would complain. oh, there's so many people in the park, then they should limit how many tickets they sell, because it's unfair, and I just think a lot of people feel like Disney is
0: a privilege but to them, the and pro- it's not. But the problem, and, is, the problem is that they are raising the prices of tickets for that very reason, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly, but then what they're doing, as we talked about a couple weeks ago on the show, they are cutting their staffing mm-hmm. so the ride uh, uh the ride capacities are lowered creating longer lines so they're paying they're they're charging more to get in the park they're paying less to staff the park and what suffers in the at the intersection of that is the guest experience mm-hmm. those are the decisions they're making right now now if they were doing this because they needed to up and those those lines in the park We're becoming more reasonable and the crowds were managed better? Mm -hmm. Different story.
5: I just think that with how. The price that Disney is, you pay more money to go to Universal and you get a lot less quality there. You don't get parades. You don't get fireworks. You don't get any of these things that you get at Disney. And they're really expensive. Like the fireworks every day are like tens of thousands of dollars just to shoot them off. The parades are expensive. Oh, I agree. There's a lot of great things. And for that price, I mean, you're going to pay a little over $100 to go to Disney for the day. And whereas at Universal, I mean – between a one-day ticket and buying Express, like, if you're going to, I mean, we did Express, and I think we waited, what, 40 minutes for Kong? Like, I was like, why no, did we? No, it was 20, but yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a, quite some time to have to pay almost the same ticket price just to have Express. And you're able to do them the one time. And I'm like, this isn't worth I would gladly pay the money at that Disney was unlimited. That to to go there, I'm like I'd easily pay to go to Disney by comparison because it was almost the exact same amount of money. And I'm like at Disney, I get the character, the way better interactions, the meet and greets. I mean, I've never had a bad time at Disney personally. I haven't seen like garbage laying around everywhere, and like that's just not been my experience. So I just don't get that.
3: I well, I, right? I think the real problem here, if you back it up even to like the core of what you're talking about, is. It's still marketing itself like this is Walt Disney's vision, like this is the man's thing that he said in the 50s, I'm going to open this place that's going to be for everybody that was inspired by me going to this small park with my daughter and saying I want families to come together of everywhere to come here. That's not what this is anymore. And that's a clear message that they're sending is that what kind of just made me a little sad is the realization like while you were talking, I was thinking about the drive people. And when I was a kid... We drove here from Massachusetts, and that's not always normal. But it was still less money. My mom was a single mom, like so. It was my mom, my grandma, and she had three, four of us. Like so, it's like, it, it. We had to come here, and we would stay with my great grandmother who lived in Marco Island, and then come up for like the two days, and we had to stay off site. And I think to myself, why are my two nephews not coming here? My brother and my sister each have a kid, and and I started thinking like, well, it. They have a free place to stay. It's cost so much more money with that free place to stay and the discounts that I get and the people I know my vacation is still so much more expensive than it was for my single mother with her four children to bring us here and that's what it all comes down to is they don't care about those people anymore it's not a man it's a company it's people that want money that want a bottom line that want these things and I do agree with you. It is ridiculous that somebody. I have seen garbage cans overflowing and mm-hmm. disgusting bathrooms, mm-hmm. and it smells terrible. And my God, I w- I'm the one editing the Coronado Resort vlog, and the amount of construction there and at Pop Century were ridiculous. And you're telling me that it's okay now that they can charge you a hundred more dollars to stay there for a week when that's supposed to be the value resort. That's then you t- then stop using these families from regular settings as the people in your marketing campaign. Cause those people in your commercials cannot afford to come and be in your park.
2: There's uh, oh. wow. rhino brought up an interesting parallel earlier too. Which I just,
0: I just have to say, sorry, you, I was, you, I was you,
2: poor you, when I was a kid. So you,
0: I know you, but you, I love what you said. Yeah. Love what you just yeah. said.
2: Um, uh, something he said earlier. Also, uh, I also agree with you brought up the parallel of like a Disney becoming Walmart. And the thing is there's a disconnect there, right? Because there, there are definitely some similarities. If you like, imagine going into a Walmart, right? And, um, underpaid, poorly treated staff. Um, and, uh, at one time, you know, you'll go in, there will be 40 registers, and four of them will be opening. <laughs> because when they built those 40 registers, they had the employees demand them. Now they understand that they can make a greater profit if they employ fewer people at the time they, they cut staff. The staff that you do run into is not overly pleasant, because their lives are not overly awesome. Um, and there's, you know, there, there are less people to, to registers break down, there's trash everywhere. And my... One of my points here, though, is Disney should never feel that way because Disney is not offering a Walmart experience. Walmart is, like, people still go there because it's like, okay, I can get this cheap, easy, it's got a lot of stuff, and it's convenient. Disney is not prized on convenience. It is the an elite vacation experience. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity for people. So holding yourselves to these Walmart standards of, oh well, we're gonna cut staff and sure we have attractions break down, but we're building new ones to distract you from the breaking down old ones. And yeah, we're cutting you know, like we're paying our staff terribly, but we're going to give them bonuses. Okay, maybe those bonuses might be extorting unions. Whatever, we'll see how that goes. Like all of these things, it's you're You're holding your business ethics and standards to a lower bar than your marketing campaign of this dream vacation. If you're going to try and live up to this reputation, you've got to do it with the
0: numbers just as much as you do it with the marketing. Well, I'm going to go back to what I said before. Um, You don't change unless your life falls apart. An alcoholic doesn't stop drinking unless they hit bottom and they've lost everything and they have no choice. Well, Disney's an alcoholic And right now, there are no consequences, none, for this. There are no consequences for the price increases. There's no consequences for the long lines. There's no consequences for the dirty bathrooms and the overflowing trash cans. And as long as that remains the case, it's going to continue. So what it will take, and I've said this before too, I don't know. What it's going to take for the trajectory to change. I don't have a problem with the price increases. I have a problem with the service quality going so far down. Sean brought up the point of Universal, and your point's well taken. The difference being the quality of the team members at Universal so greatly eclipses the quality of the cast members I encounter at Disney World, it defies logic. The quality of the staff I experience at a Universal hotel so far eclipses The experience I have when I go to a Disney hotel, it defies logic. Why? Because these people are full-time employees. They are not temporary help. They are not college program. And I don't want to make it sound like I hate the college program. I think the college program is wonderful. I think it offers great opportunities. I don't think it should be the centerpiece of your staffing strategy. And I think when the college program came up, it wasn't designed to be that. They saw an opportunity for cheap labor and they took it. And until the bottom falls out of something, look at the monorail. How many stories are we seeing? I mean, like really frightening stories about these monorails breaking down, doors not closing, wallets moving.
3: Talk about the bottom. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Literal (laughs) bottom.
0: (laughs) Their monorail system is literally breaking down constantly. Rides are constantly breaking down. What is going on? So, they fix that stuff. They fix that stuff. Start paying a living wage, staffing better, maintaining the property better, maintaining the attractions better. Manage these crowds because these crowds can be managed. The reason they're not is they're cutting back on staffing and what Lentesta said on the show a few weeks ago was dead on the money. That's what they're doing. They're cutting back on staffing to create longer lines to justify more price increases on the
4: tickets. I will say being a cast member and Rhino can probably agree with me on this is that when people would call out and we'd have less staffing that day and and so there's less people on hand to kind of juggle who was in the park that day, uh, you have a lot harder of a time having pleasant interactions with the guests because you're just concerned about doing the tasks in front of you. Like, you know, if you're at the merge point where FastPass and the regular line meet um, and you're, you know, you're there for maybe a little bit longer because the rotation's taking longer to go through because there's less people working, then you get stuck and then it becomes a worse situation. Or if you have less people out in front of the attraction because more people called out than should have, you can't have a magical moment with someone because you, you just have to worry about what you're doing, and it's not that cast member's fault. And so while I will agree that temporary help is a problem, I also will say just the staffing being smaller being a problem is really, really hard because you can't have that moment where you give the kid the free balloon when he's crying and you visibly see him crying because you have to do the task in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it can get really hard.
0: It's much harder to provide quality customer service when there are fewer people there to do it. Um, so, I'll, your point's well taken. But until quality as a genuine practice becomes a priority versus quality as a talking point and a sales pitch, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. And well, while I could go on for another hour about this topic, we have to move on. I'm going to skip the uh, okay. that other story because it just doesn't fit in this. <laughs> what, you want to hear about the DCL guy getting busted? Not particularly. Got 15 months for embezzling from the company on a uh, Disney Wondercast member. That's all you need to know. All right. That'll wrap it up for the news. We're going to go on a rapid fire. Sean, I'm going to start with you. I right, so was not ready. Was,
5: no, not at all. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, you can celebrate Easter with brunch at Maria and Enzo's at Disney Springs. If you plan on visiting the Walt Disney World Resort for Easter this year, you can celebrate exactly what I just said. They, they, they literally the same paragraph was on there twice. Uh, this special dining event will showcase Italian dishes with chef attended, made to order at frittata stations and carving stations. The brunch will also highlight Maria and Enzo's specialty dishes, including their classic lasagna something else that's italian um a french toast i'm oh going my. to it, i'm going to italy in a couple of days so it's not <coughs> something gonna,
1: else that's Italian. I, like what it. is, what what is it Panetone.
5: panettone Panetone. it's a okay, bread whatever um, so mezze yeah. rigatone, delicious bread all yes. normal so <laughs>
2: So oh, already, I know. already got the language down You're going to do so great, yeah, really. great. So, You're fluent um, Italian I don't is att- really When much. I
5: travel to other countries I don't attempt at all Like I just speak English And just hope for the best Ugly um, pricing- American Oh I don't care um, Pricing is $35 per adult And $15 per child Reservations can be made At 407
2: WDW Dine Thank you Sean Charles Okay, so um, Morimoto Asia is having a month-long Sakura Festival. Uh, the Sakura is the cherry blossom, and they have a bunch of those festivals in Japan. This is Morimoto Asia's version of it. It um, It's running one month long, so it started yesterday, but not yesterday for you folks. It um, started March 15th, and it's running through April 15th. It's going to have a bunch of cherry blossom-based menu items, um, Mm. both in, like, beverages and and meals and everything. Uh, It's also going to have a bunch of really cool events that go along with it. They're all cherry blossom-themed. So on March 15th, you've got Crooked Can Happy Hour. You missed it, and so did we. Um, But uh, (laughs) they... Uh, guests could have experienced the secure call. Shall will stop talking about that now? Um, on March 23rd, they've got a late night Suntory painting, um, with Japanese whiskey. Um, March thirtieth, Taste from the Seas of Japan, where you can uh, take a seminar traditionally reserved for staff. Which I thought the seas of Japan were radioactive
0: now. <laughs> what too soon?
2: It's all it's all Godzilla prep, actually. Um, no, Taste of the Seas from Japan will let people see the uh, the food prep seminars that go on at Morimoto Asia that teach about the fish that they get in
0: the glowing fish. Um,
2: yeah, that's going to run forty five dollars. That Suntory painting runs thirty two. Uh, they've got Morimoto Asia's Guest Chef series on April 3rd, which is going to run a hefty $120. Uh, chef Hitoshi Segura will join uh, executive chefs uh, Yuhi Fujinaga and Chef de Cuisine Hong Hyun for a collaborative six-course pan-Asian dinner paired with wines from across the globe. And I'm well aware that I probably watch those grade. names. We're all in
0: eighth grade. Um, Not me. All in I'm grade. a senior. I'm uh, a senior. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh,
2: the last two things are a ramen seminar and tasting, $36 on April 7th. Well, for the college program, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, it closes out on April 15th with the Matsuri Festival, which is also um, – like a traditional Japanese festival. But this is their version of it. It's $45 from 12 to 4 p.m. And they're going to have outdoor Pan-Asian street food, beer and cocktail Ooh. stations, mm-hmm. traditional Japanese carnival games, shuffleboard origami artists, calligraphy artists, giveaways, and a station in partnership with our Disney Springs neighbors, Jeez. or rather theirs, Uniqlo. Good so boy. it's uh, it's four hours of cool Japanese festival fun.
0: And you can. that's the last event that they have
2: that finishes it out on the 15th.
0: Cool Japanese festival yeah. fun. I have one question. Why is the logo for Morimoto Asia a QR code? <laughs> Doesn't it look like a QR code? It does. Every time I see it, I think that. It's going to be hard for people watching to notice. But if you look look up Morimoto Asia and look at their logo, it looks like, a, like you could scan it with your phone and get information. And maybe it can. I haven't tried it, but... All right. Well, thank you for that. I That's love
1: right. Morimoto. Don't you love Morimoto?
0: I I enjoyed the last meal I had there. Yes, it was good. We ate together. That was the
2: last time we've eaten together. Was mo- at you and, and me? Asia. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I I put out nothing but good vibes towards this woman, and it's just
0: <laughs> and this is what you get back. With well, I venom. just want to yeah, say, yeah, well, t- take a look, get a little taste of her husband's world.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Just a small little. Time. Okay. I love you, Rhino.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: What you said she... earlier just touched my heart, and I oh, just it made me very sad. Bless your heart, you almost had me in tears. I just
0: well, that is not difficult. <laughs>
1: it is lately. I've become such a hard ass woman. I don't cry anymore. I think something's wrong with me. I've crossed to the other side. Okay. As she,
0: as she, as she messes up. Yes, I. <laughs>
2: I want. She's crying about the inability to cry right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a Christmas
1: my... miracle. <laughs> it is. You ready for my rapid fire? Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Typhoon Lagoon will host the H2O Glow Nights as part of Walt Disney World's Incredible Summer. Mm. Right? Disney's Incredible Summer will see all sorts of exciting entertainment options added for the season, spanning not only all four Walt Disney World theme parks, but now Typhoon Lagoon as well. During Disney's H2O Glow Nights, the water park will undergo, I thought they said nightmare, a nighttime (laughs) transformation into Toy Story-themed beach party, accompanied by characters, music, and some unique lighting effects. Disney invites guests to come join the fun, dance on the beach, play party games, and meet with Buzz, Woody, and Jesse. Plus, all attractions are open for guest enjoyment. It takes place 8 to 11 p.m. on Thursdays and Saturdays, beginning June 21st and continuing through August 11th. $55,
3: 50 bucks for little kids. So, like the price of a regular day ticket, but only three hours of time. Right. But. But it does sound. Hours. It does sound cool, except for people dancing and maybe suits on a beach. It sounds like it would be cool in a '50s movie. But I'm when you go to one Annette of those theme parks, <laughs> and Frankie,
1: and a, that's what I would hope for. Yeah, this little retro we're going, but
3: yeah. you know, it's probably
1: not going to be. I don't. It's going to so. be Buzz and Woody and swim trunks and.
2: It sounds. <laughs> right. I don't like the way you guys are describing it. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, thank you, It'll Teresa, be fun. Steve.
4: Okay, so if you watched last week's show, uh, John's Rapid Fire actually relates to mine. Uh, He talked about a pilot Pixar program that was going to be like a child care thing, and now it has a name. It's going to be called Pixar Play Zone, and reservations are now open. They weren't when this was addressed last time, Um, and it opens on April 13th. Um, it has an Incredibles dance party. You do Woody's Roundup with Woody and Jesse and a couple other. There's like the Piston Cup race with the cars. Um, so they do a couple fun things. Uh, it is $65 per person. This was all addressed last week, but all that's new is that reservations are now open. All right. And there's is. concept artwork, too. So if, Same uh, there,
1: rapid fire as last week from someone else? Well, it's what similar,
4: doing? but now reservations are open, and there's concept artwork, so if you want to see what it's going to
3: look like, and it has a name.
0: He's got it under control, T. Okay. He's yes. got it under control. That's what okay. he's doing. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Rhino.
3: Um, okay, so if you remember um, last week's show, I talked about the delay of the uh, registration for the Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Well... The marathon. um, You can register starting Tuesday, March twentieth at noon. That is the day this episode goes out. So, one hour ago, you could have started (laughs) (laughs) registering, or almost two. So, late news, but there you go. Probably
2: sold out. Perfect time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: probably already sold
3: out. Get over there and do that when you're done listening to us.
0: All right. Thank you, Rhino. And that is going to do it for our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Just a reminder, no show next Tuesday. Instead, you'll be enjoying our seven resorts in seven days series. Be sure to head over to disunplugged.com to follow along. Or, of course, youtube.com slash disunplugged to see those videos and all the other videos that we produce. So have a great couple weeks, everyone. We'll see you again, I think, April 10th we're back
3: uh y- yes
0: April yes. tenth yeah. we're back live. So yeah. see you then, folks. thanks for being with us.